Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Good afternoon. At the tone, Pacific Daylight Time will be. It's 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. One step closer to my own personal health. This is Primetime on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. We expect the best. We're not afraid to break someone. Do you hear me? Primetime is your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Go ahead and clap. Mediocrity deserves applause. Isaac Rob, I'm miserable. I had to get up at 10 o'clock this morning. Jason Sikanet. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Primetime on 1080 The Fan. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Welcome back. Hope you're having a nice little Monday. Drop and Souk. Minus the flood coming your way. Your sports bros. Yes. And if you're a Duck fan or Beaver fan, not so much. Coog fan. But if you're day. A, If you're a, Dusk or a Husky Solid. fan, uh, you know, hey. Yeah. Things are looking up. Man, that's got to be so satisfying for those bros. <laughs> oh, it is. Oh, my Believe God. Believe me. <laughs> there was some, oh, uh, man. I was on a couple text chains with some some Husky fans <laughs> after that game. And Dude. There was a lot of, you know, the, like well, Dirt, Dirt always talks about keeping receipts. Like, like Dirt, I guess, like screenshots, like people's Twitter like uh, accounts. <clears throat> He's a big keep receipt guy. <laughs> and I think a lot of. A lot of Duck fans were doing that. So it's like old takes exposed. Yeah, I think it backfired on a little well, bit after that look, one. Come on, man. I got some Husky friends, and they were not confident that they would beat Oregon. <laughs> I mean, come on. Even they were like, ah, this is going to be rough. I think they were I think they were a little nervous. I did like my, my buddy. He ended up going big. Like, he won a significant amount of money because I think he got all crowned up and was so mad about the disrespect. He started betting UW on the, the money line. He's like, I don't want points. Boy, there's nothing like a good spite bet. He, it, it believe me, it was it was a spite bet, but it paid off. I saw his Bovada account at the end of the day. I was like, holy crap, that's spite bet. That nice and I pick. think he, I think even he knew. Yeah, deep down, it was like, oh, God, cross some <laughs> probably shouldn't on have done one. that. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> it, it looked great. Paid off. All yeah. right, uh, coming up this hour, we'll talk more about Oregon's loss to Washington and what it means. Um, what happens to the Heisman now? And uh, I've got a little what's it say about me question. Right. Yeah. I always enjoy uh, these. Yeah, I just, yeah. you know, a lot went on over the weekend in sports. You know? There was quite a bit, yes. So we're going to get to all of that. And then uh, we'll have our Club 1080 uh, hour tonight. Um, the one animal, they are now saying, has a sixth sense. Oh. Yeah. All right, I'm intrigued. And I didn't get to this on Friday. The newest in kink fads. Mm. 
It's pretty hot. <laughs> I can't wait. Suddenly, the, the I'm, I'm, I'm percolating over the 6 o'clock hour. No pretty kink hot. shaming here. No, whatever you're into, man. <clears throat> um, right now, the hot, very hot, 5 at 5. Oh. Hot topics, hot opinions. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the Hot 5 at 5. That's hot. The Hot 5 at 5 on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot 5 at 5 with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you on the fan by Victorico's Mexican Food. The most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Online at victoricos.com. Number 5. Number 5. Number five. Uh, Monday Night Football tonight pits the Bengals and the Jags, which seems like a good game, except it's not. When I tell you that Jake Browning is one of the quarterbacks in the game, yeah, it loses a little bit of its luster. Well, in Cincinnati, I mean, I guess no one's out of it because the NFL is so packed full of uh, mediocrity, but dude, Cincinnati's five and six, and they're not making a rousing comeback <clears throat> in the uh, second half of the season here with, uh, with old UW at, at quarterback. Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett has undergone high ankle sprain surgery. He is out for Thursday's game against the Patriots, but it is not season-ending. Uh, by the way, we're going to get Bailey Zappi against Mitch Trubisky on Thursday. Did you oh know that? Oh, my God. That's Thursday Night Football? Yep. Uh, Although, Eagles. Does it, does it really matter between Trubisky and Kenny Pickett? I mean, not really. it's... But... <laughs> Somehow, somehow the Steelers find a way to win. I mean, they're seven to five. I know they lost this time, but like Mike Tomlin, just he finds a way with zero offense to to pull out games. <clears throat> the Eagles sign uh, former Colts linebacker Shaq Leonard, and apparently the Jets want to switch quarterbacks again. But Number the report four. is Zach Wilson doesn't want to. Yeah, I guess Aaron Rodgers is trying to talk to him to like coax him back in, but. Wilson doesn't, from, from a mental and physical standpoint, he's just like, dude, they're they're done with me. Why should I come back and get my teeth kicked in? Yeah. And I can't really blame him. That's interesting. I, I think he's going to get raked over the coals for that, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, like, he's like, like yeah. yeah. Playing behind that line? actually smart. Yeah. Uh, Mariners have traded Marco Gonzalez, Jared Kelnick, and Evan White to the Braves for right-handed pitchers Jackson Coar and Cole Phillips. Salary dump. Salary dump. So it's over. The Jared Kelnick era has not become. Yeah, even DePoto came out and said that he understands people's frustration, but he wants everyone to know they're trying to build a young, exciting team, and he said they're doing the best with the cards they've been dealt, whatever that means. That was Scott the era Service. has become. And he's a moron. Scott Service is a moron yes, now? Yes, he's a company He's a company toting just to say whatever he can say to keep his job. He's not going to come out and ask for more firepower. Dude, I'm me? sorry. You Mariner fans, if you're bitching about this trade, who cares? Marco Gonzalez sucks. Jared Kelnick sucks. And Evan White sucks. Two out of the three. And guess what? Agree. The two pitchers they got back suck. Well, you're right about that, too. Uh, also, the latest on Shohei Otani, the sweepstakes there, is that they're saying now it may drag out past this. They're at the winter meeting yeah. right now. So they're saying it's going to drag out past the winter meetings. Four teams uh, appear to be the front runners for her services. The Dodgers are the favorite. Giants are serious. Also, the Jays and Cubs. Well, the Jays would be interesting. No one thinks about that, but Toronto is one of the most international cities in the world, and it's a sneaky little uh, the world. But no one there, no one goes to Toronto. <clears throat> he ain't going to Toronto. I wouldn't think so. Those fans don't deserve that. Well, taxes too. <laughs> Blazers forward Jeremy Grant is in concussion protocol. Meanwhile, they're saying Anthony Simons could be back Wednesday at Golden State. It scared me a little bit. You know, they were starting to play some good ball there, and I didn't like the way that was going. And then, uh, luckily, they managed to uh, pull out another defeat against the Jazz in overtime. So. I, still, I don't hey, like that win total creeping up there. You guys, play in quarterfinals tonight. Oh, 
I love how media members are still trying to make this a thing. Oh, it's a thing. I think Sprague keeps, you know, I, I, he's into it. Yeah, well, they cleared the deck, so you got two quarterfinals tonight and two quarterfinals tomorrow, and no, but no other games. Yeah. So this is it. This is the end of the tournament. Well, it's not the end of the tournament. It's the quarterfinals of yes. the tournament. Uh, but the Pacers and Celtics, uh, right now it's a barn burner, 35-34. And then later you get Pelicans-Kings, and then tomorrow we get Bucks, knicks and Lakers-Suns. Those yeah. are the final eight. Tell you right now, I uh, won't be watching. <clears throat> I'm good. I still don't even understand if these were games that were already on the schedule or not. I just, I'm so confused. These were. This thing. Okay, Wait, thank you. Were they? Thank you. It's, I don't, I don't know. know. I think we're into the knockout rounds now, right? I thought it was just the championship. Well, yes, it's the games. quarterfinals. The, no, no, no. These are not. These are. These are. The, the games were scheduled, but these, like the Blazers, had to add the two games because they didn't advance. So these are matchups that. Not we're necessarily were, were scheduled. These are the teams that have moved on. Okay. Bo Nix will play in the Fiesta Bowl against Liberty. Boy, that's an upset. He was named one of the uh, four Heisman finalists today, along with Michael Penix, <laughs> Marvin Harrison Jr., and Jaden Daniels. Look, I love Bo Nix. Someone needs to get in his ear and tell him, you're going to be a top ten pick. <clears throat> yeah, it's a weird one. I, th I thought when I heard his quote after the game, I was like, oh, man, that's a guy who's done. Yeah. He ain't playing. Yeah. And then they played Liberty. I'm like, he's definitely not playing. Tell you what. And now he's playing. The, the the game plan is, Bo, one step, get rid of the ball, and under no circumstances do you run. Don't get hurt in this game. Uh, no Caleb Williams for USC in their bowl game against Louisville. Oregon State uh, going with Ben Goldbranson as uh, QB1 in the big Sun Bowl affair against well, Notre Dame. They don't have a quarterback. And Oregon State uh, did hire a new offensive coordinator today, former Beaver quarterback Ryan Gunderson, who most recently was QB's coach at UCLA. And then Kyle Devan, former Oregon State offensive lineman, will be their new offensive line coach as well. So the transfer portal is open for business. Uh, Oregon State does lose quarterback Aiden Childs, who is expected to follow Jonathan Smith to Michigan State. Uh, DJ Uwe Ungalale is also in the portal. The Ducks uh, lost four guys today, wide receivers Chris Hudson and Ashton Cozart. And then uh, safeties, uh, Damon David and Brian Addison. But this is like, the, like Ohio State lost a bunch of kids to, I think, eight. But again, this is much like Oregon. These are kids that had never developed or had fallen out of favor like with Hudson. And let's just, uh, coaches actively unrecruit their roster. They <clears> let <throat> the kids know, it's not going to happen for you here. It's in everyone's best interest. Let's move on, and we can bring in your replacement. So I think sometimes people look at the portal and they're like, oh, my God, former four-star kid. Yeah, Oregon's not sad that anyone uh, uh, of these players is leaving. Utah lost two quarterbacks because, you know, Cam Rising announced he's coming back. Yeah. So Nate Johnson and Bryson Barnes have entered the portal there. Yeah, the pig farmer's gone. Boise State quarterback Taylor Green has entered the portal. Now, he played in high school with Damian Martinez, so some talk of Oregon State there. Possibly Michigan State will be after him, too. Jonathan Smith. And then uh, Oklahoma's Dylan Gabriel has hit the portal. Yes, and there's some... I mean, he may be the number one guy, him and Riley Leonard, the Duke quarterback. And uh, he's been linked with Notre Dame and A&M, which is where his head coach ended up going. But Gabriel's name is right there at the very top. And Oregon and USC are two uh, programs that are uh, supposedly very, very interested uh, in his services, and he's interested in theirs. And, of course, Cam Ward is getting a lot of interest. And then out of UW, the scuttlebutt is that Will Rogers, who is the quarterback for their current running back at Mississippi State, Dylan Johnson, that Will Rogers will be coming to UW. There's a lot to keep track of here because I think there's over a 1,000 kids now in the portal and more coming every day. There's your Hot 5 at 5. It's brought to you by Victorico's Mexican Food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Order now at victoricos.com. Let's get back to Oregon, Washington, and what happens to the Heisman now? 
Uh, We'll get to those items next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Prime Time with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. I do very much... I, I got to be honest with you, I love the transfer portal because I think it's interesting to see where guys go, and I get that it's, you know, it's upended college football. It's 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 a, a totally different sport now than, you know, what we grew up with. But well, look at the Heisman finalists, right? I think it's great. Outside of Harrison Jr., yeah, Daniels, uh, who was kind of a discarded guy <clears throat> at ASU, transfer, uh Penix and Knicks, both kind of discarded guys and and all ended up at places and made two of them were competing for national title implications and, you know, three with a with a Heisman trophy. So to say that it's it's bad for college football, I'm I'm with you. I think it's I understand there's parts of it that make people uncomfortable, but bad for the sport, I I, I can't I can't get behind. Because the thing about it is is you know, in sports, the off season free agency stuff, like in professional sports, is really Fascinating. It's 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 a cool part of following sports is sort of you know looking at what your team has on paper and mm-hmm. discussing how good you think they may be or how good they did with that trade or this trade or that free agency signing and and now you're adding a little bit of that to college football. It's cool. Yeah. And you don't, and you also I think I also think it's going to improve the product because I think with especially with quarterbacks you're just not they're not especially the the big time teams they're not going to wait on a kid to develop. No. So you you in other words your year is almost screwed if you don't have a quarterback with a lot of experience who's pretty good. Yeah. If you're an Oregon or Ohio State or whomever, right? So obviously there are going to be some schools that have to go about it a different route. No question. But I just feel like the top end of college football is going to be phenomenal every year now. Because they're all going to have damn good quarterbacks. Yeah, let's take because for, they just go into the transfer portal. Yeah, you take for example a, a, a team like or let's take Oregon and USC for lack of just from from a, a local standpoint here. One team that had a a great year but fell short of their mark, 
and looks at, at this team next year and goes, God, how do we not take a step backwards? Well, normally we would have said you're either going with Ty Thompson, who people aren't necessarily thrilled about, although maybe that's unfair to him, or you go with a young guy and you're going to go through some growing pains, right? So there's maybe a step back. But then you say, well, what if we go get Dylan Gabriel? Who's going to be changes everything, changes everything. It completely changes the outlook. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. And then let's take a look at USC who USC did not have the year that they were hoping for. And there's a little heat down there at USC. And you're like, my God, we're going to have to lick our wounds and try to bounce back. And instead of again, having to go with a freshman with some groin pains, if you're USC, you can be like, Hey, there's no reason we can't turn it around from where from seven and five to actually being a real contender next year by going out and getting a Dylan Gabriel. So yeah, it, it really can work. Both ways, the only people that it really stinks for is, you know, uh, the the Tulane's of the world or somewhere like that, where you you know you, you get a guy that pops and you know no fault of his own, he's just going to leave to go to greener pastures and a better program. But that's just the the reality of it. Coach has been doing it for years, so why not the players? Well, and then you get you know it's it's like the silly season. You you get all the conspiracy theories and all the yeah. you know people whispering, which is always funny. Like somebody said. Dylan Gabriel is Dylan Gabriel has already begun following a bunch of duck players on Instagram, so everybody thinks he's coming to the oh, duck. Yeah. So it, it may be true. I don't know, yeah. but it's just it's just funny. It, 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 fans love it. I mean, I know, I know that it's not all fans, but generally speaking, it's a it's a fun little element of sports, and sliding that into college football is. Um, I think it's great. And I, also, and I also think it, it it's for guys like let's take Cam Rising and Dylan Gabriel, right? Again, just two guys off the top of my head. Neither one of those guys is an NFL guy. I mean, maybe they they bum around and they're they're a backup, uh, you know, for for a little bit. But neither one of them projects out to be a big time, you know, uh, NFL player. And for both of those guys, they are going to leave college with an education and probably four or five million dollars in their pocket. And that was never the case for some of these kids. This is your only chance to cash in. You know, for Bo Nix, this is just the beginning, and Caleb Wims, they're going to go on to be first-round NFL picks. But there's a lot of college kids that this is your one opportunity to make some real money. And I think it's great that they're actually able to to make money while they still have value because in another year or two, no one's going to remember them. And they will either be practice squad players fighting for their lives for a year or two before they have to go get jobs like the rest of us, or they're just done as soon as their careers, as soon as their college career is over. And, you know, thanks for the knee injuries and the scholarship. Now they have something a little more to walk away with. I don't know how you can't get behind that. I kind of like also that this separates a little bit of the haves from haves nots in college football. Kind of reminds me a little bit of when baseball got rid of like 50 minor league teams and two minor league levels because they just don't need that much development. There's just not enough talent, frankly. So, well, you say that though because your team's one of the haves. If you were a B fan, you wouldn't be saying yeah. that. Well, that, <laughs> no, actually, no, actually, hear me out because then the Beavs don't end up getting the Ducks just their scraps like Sean Dollars and Seven McGee who end up at like UNLV and Jackson State or a Brax. And Burmeister, who transferred to Vautech. Oh, then to San Diego State. Oh, then I'm going to go to the quarterback or go to the NFL <clears throat> as a wide receiver instead of a quarterback. So I, I feel like it prevents that from happening for schools like Oregon State, but but it also does separate the goods from the bads, which I'm sorry. Yeah, these kids all deserve a shot, mm. but I'm just, man, going from school to school to school because I just don't think that I got the chance. Well, here's your here's your chance. Prove it. And a lot of them. By do. the way, you, you can't do that. You can only transfer once. The kids that are transferring multiple times, it's like Dylan Gabriel. No, they're graduates. Yeah. Well, there was a COVID there was waiver a COVID as well. Yes. And I think now this is the final year where kids can use that. So. But yes, when when you've transferred once, you don't get a second <clears throat> free transfer. 
and the one like like some of them though are going as graduate transfers. And here's a little thing too. Uh, most most fans are casual and they just follow the to- the top of college football yeah. or their team, right? Yeah. It's like I don't know. In other words, I just think there's a lot of fans that don't care if teams get screwed out of uh you know, a quarterback that they developed. They don't care because they're not going to watch that team anyway. (laughs) They're going to watch the big boys. They're going to watch the tournament. 12-team tournament's going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. And it's all going to be full of transfer quarterbacks. And that's that's really the sport. It does, I think, I mean, it does sort of erode the depth of the sport. But... The, the depth was always it was always anyways. yes it's always been this way i mean it so. sucks that purdue's losing an elite receiver it sucks that tulane is losing an elite receiver it sucks that baylor's losing an elite tight yeah, but end what was purdue's record i mean exactly that kid that kid on purdue's roster it doesn't matter it doesn't matter i mean it, it maybe it's the difference between purdue being a four-win team and a six-win team whereas that kid ends up at at, at ohio state or he ends up at alabama or ends up at florida state or whatever and uh who, coleman the kid out of florida state i know florida state didn't <clears> end up getting to where they, they wanted to be, but him transferring from Michigan State made a world of difference for Florida State. And him being at Michigan State this year, yeah, wouldn't have done a damn thing. So you can't tell me that for the sake of the sport, not for Michigan State, but for the sport, it wasn't better that he was at Florida State than he was at Michigan State. Uh, AAA heating and cooling poll question today. How tough was the Pac-12 championship loss to Washington? Yeah. This is on X at 1080 Japan. Yeah, uh, 37% said toughest of losses. Yeah. Uh, 26% said tough, more like awesome. That's for the <laughs> yeah, beef, the, or the, the duck haters. Yeah, the, the non-duck fans. 19% are uh, currently saying hurts, but it happens. And then 18% uh, have the perspective of just tip the cap and move on. But, uh, yeah, uh, tough one. You know, I was thinking about Dan Lanning. I was listening to um, my friends on the midday, Danny and Dusty, mm-hmm. uh, on the fan here. I was listening to them today. I'm familiar with their work. When I was driving my car in I'm here. Sorry, sir, I wasn't familiar with your work. And they were talking about Lanning being 0-3 against Washington. Yeah. And um, I just thought to myself, you know, I, I, for whatever reason, I, that that sucks. And they were talking about how Ryan Day is now getting raked over the coals because he can't beat Jim Harbaugh. A lot of people think Day's coaching for his job next year, which yeah. is ridiculous because his record there is absurdly good. He's amazing, yeah. They, they can't beat Michigan the last three years. That's right. And uh, I think Kirby Smart, is one and two in the last three games against Save Bama, him. but he's like forty and zero against everyone two, else. He does have two national titles exactly. Too. But then you you know you had the Harbaugh thing where he couldn't beat Ohio State for the longest time, yeah. and so it does it it becomes a thing. And I'm not saying the Dan Lanning zero and three against Washington isn't a thing, but I think one of the reasons it isn't quite as concerning is recruiting. Yeah, right. I, I feel like he's crushing it. He's killing it, and Washington. He's he's beating Washington in recruiting, and so I think because of that, it gives people. I don't know. I just think it eases them a little bit about it does about being zero and three. And by the way, all three losses are by a field goal. But remember too that that day has has been there, and like I mean, we we've seen this. Like he's been really really good at Ohio State, and now here we are, however many years into the Ryan Day tenure. I think if if Lanning. If Lanning had been really good for a number of years, but had never quite gotten over the hump, and then had a losing streak to a team that appeared to be year in and year out, now you're better, where they're playing (laughs) for national titles, I think there are different circumstances. If we're having this conversation three years from now, and Lanning is is like one in four, one in five against UW, uh, yeah, I think that's a little bit different. But it's so early in his tenure that that it's, it's, it's a little apples to oranges, but... 
like if you're Oregon, you can't be thrilled at the fact that it appears right now that you have a DeBoer problem and that he's three and zero against you in very close games. Well, that's kind of fun that it doesn't seem like either guy's going anywhere anytime soon. No, you know, and, and, so, and now and you're they're going just getting to, started. Yeah, now you're going to the Big Ten, and by the way, it's no longer one of these either or. There's a chance now if if, if you both you know you both can be in the big dance um, because it's a twelve team playoff. It's just it's going to get that much harder because you're now playing in a conference that not only has USC and Oregon and Washington in it, but now you get to see Penn State, Wisconsin, and Michigan and Ohio State. It ain't getting so any easier. If you're wondering, Ryan Day is one and three against Michigan. Yeah, uh, Jim Harbaugh is three and five against Ohio State. Mm. So it's always a what have you done for well, me? Remember lately. Harbaugh at one point, Harbaugh had to take a pay cut just to stay the coach at Michigan because they were going to run his ass out of town because of the Ohio State thing. And then of course is the famous. Um, John Cooper bit who he yeah. basically got fired because he could not he was good but yes. he, he could not beat Michigan he was two ten and one yeah and again, against Michigan and was great and everywhere else but couldn't beat that that one team and then Jim Trestle came in there and went nine and one against Michigan <laughs> and Urban Meyer never lost to Michigan did you know that he was seven and oh he was yeah boy I'll tell you what that is first off Jim Trestle is the most underrated coach in college football history Jim look up what Jim Trestle did I think they went to like 10 straight BCS Bill games. Snyder yeah, yeah, but Snyder never won. Jim Trestle won and won everything. Snyder never won anything. Well, he didn't. No, he really didn't. Well, what do you mean? Like, well, he, he won. won a... he, he won games, but he didn't win Big Twelve titles, well, and he yeah. didn't win. Jim Trestle won the. Look at Jim Trestle's record, because when you think about Ohio State, one hundred and five and twenty-two. That and and by the way, beat arguably the greatest college football team of all time. Beat that Miami team. Jim Trestle. Yeah, with Craig Krenzel. With Craig Krenzel. That quarterback. Jim Trestle was ridiculous. And then they got fired for being a bunch of scumbags up there. And their punishment was Urban Meyer gets to be our next head coach. You want to talk about falling ass backwards, <laughs> upwards? I give you Ohio State. And now, unfortunately, Ryan Day is following <laughs> Jim Trestle and Urban Meyer. That's a tough act to follow. Lloyd Carr, if you're wondering, he went 6-7. and seven. Against Ohio State, yeah. Schimbeckler eleven nine and one, so yeah. But it, you know, it's early. It's early with the Dan Lanning, Kalen DeBoer thing. But sure. But I'll tell you what, if man, zero and three stings. I, I have heard from plenty of UW people that are like, I hope they hire Dan Lanning forever. <laughs> They're doing that one. And, and well, way, be careful. Oregon would be doing the same thing. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but, for you know, sure. Hey, they'd be cocky sniffing, and absolutely. they deserve to. Yes, they, they got absolutely. you three times in a row, and I just think that's what stings about that loss. We yeah. were talking about how tough that loss is. What stings about it, I think, to, if I were a Duck fan, what would be worse the the worst part about it is that not only everything that was on the line, but just that you don't really need to upgrade anywhere. Like, no, they're 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 loaded with NFL players everywhere. Experienced quarterback. I mean, like, they, there's nothing that you can point to and say they need to get better X, Y, and Z in order to get over the hump in that game. No, you had what it took to get over the hump in that game, and you and you cannot beat them no. three times in a row now. So that's what's that's what's really hurtful about it. I said it. there's a DeBoer problem right now. That dude, <laughs> man, his teams are good. And by the way, Caleb DeBoer is what twenty four and two since taking over that program. Yeah. Really so, well coached. Look and, and look we. If you're an Oregon fan, you should feel very glad that you have Dan Lanning. I think he's a really good coach. He's recruiting great. But if you're UW, <laughs> I think you're feeling pretty good about the guy that you went and got too. I mean, we just and he just doesn't get any credit because he's not a flashy guy. He doesn't give pregame speeches. You watch him on the sidelines, and whereas Lanning is is running down when Bo Nix is is running down the field, and he's very emotional and very high, and you know, Kalen or Kalen DeBoer, like you can't tell 
Like, that guy just doesn't look like he has a heartbeat on the sidelines. He's never high. He's never low. He's just steady Eddie. And maybe there's something to his team just not blinking in the face of adversity because they, you take on the personality <laughs> of your coach, and if you're a UW fan, you gotta you gotta love the fact that that's your guy and well, pay him. And, and my husky buddy texted me. He was like, "Dude, you know it's even, aw- like all of this is awesome. He's like pure joy, okay, yeah. for Washington. But he's like, what what makes it even better is um, Oregon has to go play Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> and now look, I'm not laughing about that, yeah, but they are." I mean, have you seen Liberty? Like Liberty's oh best game, it's like God. New Mexico State or something. Hey, New Mexico State's pretty good, aren't they? <laughs> I think they beat Auburn. If that does anything for you, Liberty. Liberty has the worst schedule in the history of mankind. It's well, who so, they? Who's it's their... so bad. What are we talking here? Who's their what? Oh, their schedule. Yeah, I want to see. Who I, I pulled beat. it up, uh, and it is just. I mean, well, it's who a. Who tr- do we got? I'm hold on. I'm, I'm I'm pulling it up here. Give me a second. There's not a single team on there that you would even go. Oh. <clears throat> That's kind of something. So they're 13 and 0. And they have beaten Bowling Green, New Mexico State, Buffalo, uh, Florida International, Sam Houston, Jacksonville State, uh, Middle Tennessee, oh my God. Western Kentucky, Louisiana Tech, Old Dominion, UMass. Anyone know UMass uh, plays football? UTEP and uh, New Mexico State again. It wasn't everybody jocking New Mexico State. They were like, "Ah, oh, that team's really good," and then they beat them. Uh, Liberty beat them down in the yeah. Championship game. Some people were saying that New Mexico State had a chance to upset them because, like, yeah. they you know, and they did not. They did not. So they are just unstoppable, the flames of Liberty. <laughs> Although I think they are facing like a bunch of uh, allegations right now about covering up rapes and sexual assaults Whoa. and really, yeah, yeah. Baylor, well, it's the University of Jerry Falwell, so I know. you know, no big deal. Yeah, man, he founded that place. <clears throat> so are we? Are we to believe? Well, we can talk about this more this week, but. Um, are we to believe that Oregon will show up for this game? Like, do I don't you think... think you really have to show up. I think if they are somewhat present, like if they just kind of roll in there and are like, yeah, what that they kick the living because we out always of talk about yeah. you know bowl teams that don't want to be there. Oregon would fall into that category because they were staring at a college football playoff and now they have to go play Liberty. They're like, hey, we don't. I don't think they have to bring their A game. I think they just not have to bring their D game. And I don't believe we've been talking to Dan Lanning for two years. And having been a part of three bowl teams that I can assure you we did not care about and put zero effort into, and by the way, 0-3 in bowl games, so I know a thing or two about mailing it in. Um, I do not believe that one Dan Lanning will allow his team to mail in a bowl well, game against Liberty. This is a good test yes, for that. I because think- that's uh, that's not e- – you know, it happens to – it happens to these teams every year. 100%. There's always a couple that are just like... But Liberty is just so physically inept compared yeah. to what Oregon is. That's why I said, just show up. Don't be hung. I'd be like, this would be my message. Guys, when do we put... Is was, was the game on a Friday? When is it? It's New Year's Day. I think day. it's... No, it's Monday. Yeah, the New Year's yeah, Day. Monday? It's like 10 in the 10 morning. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Right, New boys, Year's Day. Here's the deal. Get as drunk as you want on Friday, right? We're going to get it out of our systems. We're going hard on Friday. Saturday, we sober up a little bit. Maybe we have a walkthrough. Sunday, we stay clean. Monday, we come out and we kick ass. You do that, we're fine. It's liberty, for God's sakes. Sorry. Liberty. Do Duck fans want Washington to win the title now? Oh, no. No, No, they want them to get their teeth kicked in? Yes, by like 70,000 points. (laughs) I think at this point, as a Duck fan, I want chaos to reign. So screw it. Let's let Michigan win it all. I don't care. (laughs) UW's going to beat Texas. 
What if Michigan wins it all and then they have to vacate it because of <laughs> Spygate? It'd be amazing. <laughs> Actually, there you Who go. Would they give it to Florida, and then they give it to Florida State. No, it just vacates. They don't give it to anybody. Yeah, they didn't hand Reggie Bush's Heisman off to. Uh, I, I say I give it to Florida. As far as I know, uh, we've had NCAA basketball titles <clears throat> that go away, but I don't think we've ever had a football championship go away. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't. No. Just being folksy. But look, I think it's going to be a hell of a tournament, and I'll say right. Like I said even though it's. UW kind of got screwed a little bit in that they're going to have to go play a road game uh, against Texas. Sorry, just that place is going to be filled with Texas fans. I still think I think they are going to be DeBoer, Sark, there and 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 uh, Texas's DBs. I think UW's going to beat them, and then it just comes down to I think UW plays for a national title. And I'm not. I think you want Michigan, believe it or not. I think Bama's probably the best team left in the tourney. Um, so I don't know who Washington would prefer. I would prefer Michigan if I'm then. But we may get a true, uh, <clears throat> like, one last Pac-12, Big Ten hurrah in a national title. Yeah. Michigan UW for the whole kit and caboodle. Good times. All right, up next, what happens to the Heisman now? 538, here is Schultz. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Prime time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Wrapping up the college football weekend, you know, uh, someone, oh, it was Dwayne, our buddy Dwayne, Texas, and um, they showed this stat on the broadcast of the Oregon Washington game, but the loser of the Pac 12 championship game is 0 and 11 in their bowl game. Did you know that? <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. I know USC last year lost in that, that really good one against uh, Tulane. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So, I don't know, Liberty Biberty. Uh, Watch out, buddy. Have we ever had a team play someone as crappy as Liberty? That's a good question. The Pac-12, cha- yeah, the Pac-12 championship game loser. Yeah, I'd have to look. Probably at... doesn't play many games that are. Yeah, I, I just would have to look. I'm not bad. trying to take any shots at Liberty, even though I am taking shots at Liberty. Um, I mean, they just don't physically belong on the field. Aren't they with, good every year though? With, with Oregon, uh, I think they're okay. I mean, I I feel like they've had a pretty damn good run here. Should we play the fun game of the last time Liberty beat a team yeah. that we thought yeah. like anything of? Yeah. I can go back and look at their... I want their, that. I'll look at 2022. I need that in my life. Because I just... Wasn't was Hugh Freeze their coach? Right? Hugh Freeze was their coach. <clears throat> I thought they won a big... Not a big, but I thought I thought they beat somebody in a bowl game a couple years ago, but um, maybe I'm wrong. I what can, uh, I can pull up so in 2022, uh, they lost to Wake Forest, although it was close. Does that do anything for you? Hey, they beat BYU. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. So right now, the best I've got you is uh, they beat BYU. 
Is that are you do- looking at just 2022? No, I went. Yeah, now I'm at 2021. What do we got there? Um, what we got. Mm, Tell me about Liberty. No, nothing, nothing. So let's go to 2020. I think you might be hanging your hat on that big BYU win. <laughs> uh, does Syracuse do anything for you? No, no, no. All right, no. Then BYU it is. I'm back to 2018. By the way, really? Yeah. So no big bowl wins or anything like. Little guy in the bowl game rises up. Uh, they beat Georgia Southern in a bowl game. You know, I think it's been a while. So no, okay. no offense to the Liberty. They beat Coastal Carolina in a bowl game. Oh, maybe that's the game I'm thinking of. Is that the game you're thinking of? Big dub. Big, big dub over Coastal Carolina. <clears throat> they beat Eastern Michigan in a bowl game. So My God. there's that. Well, this is their Super Bowl. And they lost to Toledo last year in the bowl game. So this is their Super Bowl. They get Oregon, you know, like it's. I just think in these games, dude, if you're Oregon and you have any amount of pride, run the damn ball. Just turn around and just shove it down Liberty's throat. Because I'm guessing their D line average is about 270 across the board. What do you think DeBoer is going to get paid now? Somebody was asking that. A the... lot. And so he I only mean makes a lot. So Lanning makes seven million a year. I think if you're if you're DeBoer is at four million a year because they gave him a raise last yeah. last year. DeBoer also is the one that when someone asked him about the future, he was like, "Well, you know, I'm talking to our guys, and it's our you know intent that we're both going to stay here. I have every intention, which is quote for pay me. <clears throat> What's Lanning at? Seven seven point two five. I'm guessing if I'm DeBoer's representative, I'm like, I believe Dan Lanning's making seven and some change. How about we start at eight because I beat him three times in a row and screw you, eight million it is. Well, do you think that they? And I would also say this. You better sign me before yeah. we play in the bowl game That's because was... if we beat Texas, that number just yeah. went to nine, and 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 if I win a national title, that number goes to ten. So sign me now. That's what I was about to ask. Was do you think that they are going to try to get this locked up? Because if he wins a title, I would. You have to pay him more. I 100% right now would be like, guys, every minute that we wait, his tag keeps going up. So just pay the man. You know you're going to have to he, – he's not accepting anything less than Lanning. He's going to be the highest paid coach along with Lincoln Riley, and he deserves to be. He's 24-2. and two. He's playing in the college football playoff. Pay him. You started out at, at probably let's 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 go like seven seven, and the year after that it's eight two. The year after that it's eight and a half, and the year after that it's nine, and you move on. Someone asked why did they put Liberty in this game anyway? It's because they were the top group of five. Yes, uh, the highest ranked team in the college football playoff rankings from the group of five gets to go to a New York Six Bowl. Yes, and they put Liberty. So, so for the longest time we thought when we found out that Oregon was going to the Fiesta Bowl. They were going to play the the top group of five team. We thought it was probably going to be SMU. Yeah, but they actually rated Liberty ahead of SMU by one in the in the last ranking, and so that put Liberty into the game. But uh, like, if you're I, a Washington, I'm just fan, looking this up real quick, and I, I looked at Liberty starting. Uh, they play a three four, <clears> and um, their nose tackle weighs 270 pounds, <clears> and their two ends weigh 255 and 275 pounds. Ooh. Run the football. You have your two tackles. Your two tackles alone probably outweigh their front seven combined. Run the ball. If you're a Washington fan, do you go to New Orleans or do you risk waiting for the title game? Uh, so what do you do? one of my dear friends, uh, diehard Husky, went there. Wife went there. Kid went there. They are pausing on the Texas and holding out for the big. They're going to wait. They've already bought their flight to. Um, the national to Houston for the national title, and you know they can cancel it. Yeah. So, but they're already booking okay. the, the the Houston one, 
and that way if it comes through they won't get price gouged but they are not doing the they're not doing the texas well that's just them though i'm talking about they're they're amongst a group of i mean they're well connected up there and that does appear not for all but i think a lot of you dub fans are doing the if we're going to go, we're going to go to the the big one. And that was I'm always sh- tough for us Kansas fans in the Final Four, you know? Yeah. It's like, ah, I don't know, do we go to well, the that's semi? That's a lot of time. It's a lot of money. Um, New Orleans, by the way, is really hard to get to. There's, But that's over a weekend in the same... The Final Four basketball, like, yeah. you can go to... It's the same city, and you can go to both games. This is not. This you cannot. And the, dude, there's UW fans that are lobbying Alaska Airlines to put together extra <clears> flights <throat> because it's really hard. As someone who likes going to New Orleans, it's not an easy place to get to. Whereas Houston's a direct flight. So I do think the crowd in, and this is why I said I think UW got jobbed a little bit, because Michigan wouldn't choose the the uh, New Orleans because that's an Alabama home game. So Michigan gets to come out to the Rose Bowl. I think that crowd's going to be 70-30 Texas. Mm. It's going to be Texas heavy. Mm. It, it will be. All right, what happens to the Heisman now? We'll get to that next on The Fan. Prime time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. You know, believe it or not, there is a list of the top five wins in Liberty football history. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. What do we got? That exists. Well, number one is the Georgia Georgia Southern win. <laughs> That's the number the, the That's bowl it. game we referenced? 2019, yes. They're saying that is the biggest win in Liberty Bowl or Liberty football history. Why? I I don't really know. That, well, I guess. Because let me read you the other ones. The other ones are Coastal Carolina. Mm, again, another one that we referenced. Well, no, this is a different one. This is in oh. 2000. Um, <laughs> it was a different bowl 14. game. 14. Okay. Uh, Baylor. They did beat Baylor. There's one Power 5 on there. Oh. Um, they did that in 2017. Uh, James Madison and Eastern Michigan. Mm. So that's why. Yeah. So, so I'm get, surprised it's not the Baylor one. but <laughs> That was a battle of the uh, who could cover up more rapes at that point. Baylor or Liberty. <laughs> Well, they had joined. So the the Baylor game was big because this says they had. Um, 2017 was the final year that they would compete as an FCS school. Ah, so they got their waiver approved to join the FBS. Well, see right here, forty eight, forty five. Yeah, and they beat them. So that's I don't know why that's not number one. Anyway, who cares about Liberty Liberty? Okay. Well, someone does. Um, <clears throat> Jerry Falwell does. I think he had to step away from that whole thing. Yeah, he's out. Yeah. <laughs> um, Don't worry, they're still covered up all the abuses. So, Bo, Bo Nix, Michael Penix, Marvin Harrison Jr., and uh, Jalen da- uh, Daniels are the finalists for the Heisman. Yes. Daniels is now the favorite. I was surprised to see how far Bo Nix dropped. Because I thought even after the game, I'm like, well, maybe he could still win it. And then I went and looked at the odds, dude. He's like plus 1,500 now. And this is the crappy part. And, and I, I said it going in. Like, it was his to lose. He was the favorite. He had all the momentum momentum in the world. He didn't play bad against UW, but I, I think it came down to, you know, who, who won that game. And it's unfair because, uh, it, look, Jaden Daniels has been phenomenal all year, but he got to sit on his couch yeah. and basically win a Heisman Trophy because Bo Nix couldn't get over the hump against UW. Look, Bo Nix did not have a great game. Uh, you're right. He wasn't awful, but um, that wasn't the Bo Nix we're used to seeing. No. I just thought that he would have to have a much bigger stinker or they would have to have a much bigger stinker in order for him to lose the Heisman. Yeah. But that is not the case. It, nope. it, it sounds like it's going to be Daniels. I think anytime you're talking about a West Coast kid, um, and the, like this was true of Andrew Luck, I think it was true of Gerhardt, I think it was true of Christian McCaffrey, 
I just think there's a lot of people back east and down in the south that just are looking for reasons to not to give it to someone out there. And for a lot of them, and I'm being dead serious, I think that's probably the first time they've watched Bo Nix play all year. And even though he went 21 of 34, 239, had the three touchdowns, they're going to look at that and be like, eh, really? Yeah, that, that wasn't so great. Uh, <laughs> Daniels, yeah, yeah, Daniels. And I think for, for a lot of them, I, I just think he eliminated himself from the the conversation. I think it's ridiculous that one well, game made that matter or made that, that sort of, of difference and matter that much. But I just I, clearly the, the odds tell you that it, it did. Now, didn't they? So they gave the ballots to the voters Before, on Monday. Yes. So a lot of them and the the, de- the deadline for them to turn in their votes was this, today. Yes. But a lot of them could have already voted. Yeah, for Bo Nix, just said he's got it locked up. Don't care what happens in the Pac-12 title game. So I, I don't know. It's just interesting the odds. Uh, Jaden Daniels is now minus fourteen hundred, mm-hmm. like virtually a lock yeah. to win the Heisman. Well, his number. Michael are... Penix is plus nine hundred, and Bo Nix is down to plus twenty two hundred. No, Marvin Harrison, just enjoy being there because you're yeah. not going to win it. Twenty thousand um, plus twenty thousand. Yeah, you're not doing that. Um, <laughs> you know, win your conference. You know your receiver, your quarterback. Is, is sucks. Bo Nix plus twenty two hundred worth a little, worth a small bet? Sure, absolutely. Because he could, I, I could still see him winning it. I think there's a chance, but twenty high, twenty two. Well, it's twenty two hundred. I mean, it's the, a long shot the, bet. At that value, why not throw a hundred bucks down on it? Look, is it inconceivable that it's someone? Not inconceivable. It's not inconceivable. Will it happen? No. Daniel, I got, Bo Nix, when he lost that game, lost the Heisman. He did, and and Daniels won it. And Penix would have won it. I was gonna say, I think it. <laughs> Penix, Penix I, would have won it, but I he go spent. To Penix. Penix spent the last five weeks kind of. He eliminated himself from the conversation. It was that that game was either Knicks wins it or he hands it to Daniels, and he handed it to to Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels would have to have like a Josh Giddy type of like bad news story to come out right now. I just don't think it's possible. <laughs> usually, and I'm usually the one that loves the lottery lottery ticket bets. Like, yeah, throw ten bucks on a plus twenty two hundred here. Hey, I think you're just throwing it away. Maybe Mrs. Nix is looking up uh, dirt on Jaden Daniels. <laughs> it's possible. Uh, Past tweets. Yeah. And by the way, I, I think you're missing the point of long shots. Yeah. Anytime you're betting on a long shot, you're probably throwing your money away. Hence. Yeah, long I, shot. I feel I'll, like this is almost guaranteed, though. I don't. I don't think it is, and that's why I think twenty two hundred is a little a little off. But you know, the, obviously the odds makers are smart. Uh, two thousand ten, by the way, the last time uh, Pac twelve had two Heisman finalists in the same season, we went and looked that up. Cam Newton won the Heisman that year. Yeah, Andrew. But Luck? it was Andrew Luck number two and the Michael James number three. Hey, you forget about that. And believe it or not, number <clears throat> four was Kellen Moore. So West Coast representing. All right, let's move on. That Cam guy, he was pretty good, though. Yeah, he deserved it, probably. <laughs> that was probably the cheapest Heisman trophy that anyone has uh, ever purchased. So wasn't it like... <laughs> 100000 I think it was only like hundred grand that they had to pay him. Boy, what a deal. Yo, yeah, yeah. You think all those schools that had to pay like back then or like Auburn sitting around... Because I guess for like a decent transfer quarterback now... It's between a million and two million bucks. And they're like, dude, we got Cam for like 100 Gs. Guy won a Heisman Trophy and a national title. All right, let's get to the club. The one animal with a sixth sense and the newest and latest in kink fads. 601 on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 